All right. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited to be here today. I'm here with Joanne. Listen, we're going to be talking about a few things. Intuition. We're going to be talking about fear. We're going to be talking about lions. I'm just kidding. We're talking about roaring. This is going to be so much fun. For those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Sabrina Victoria. I am the host here at Her Talk Show. If you have not subscribed, girl, you got to hit that subscribe button. What are you waiting for? These podcasts, seriously, they're guaranteed to change the way that you think about life and the way you think about business. Let's get ready because today's guest is about to change the way you view your world. This is Her Talk Show, hosted by Sabrina Victoria. We're here live. I see you jumping on. Thank you so much for being here. If you're watching us on the replay, make sure you hashtag replay wherever you're at in the comments so we can show you some love afterwards. Listen, we've had over 600 women grace this stage. Uh, we are adding another one to the list today. Super excited about it. Joanne, she is a successful entrepreneur and certified coach who supports women to live authentically and follow their, follow their intuitive callings. Oh, I love that. She is an expert in teaching about fear and how to use it to our advantage. As a mother to a daughter, Joanne believes it's imperative we live our best lives for ourselves first. And as examples to the next generation, that speaks to me. Yes. Thank you. I love it. Yes. I, I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. It's like an obligation. We got to level up. Level it up, women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got to yeah. level up. So I'm so excited to have you here, Joanne. Thank you so much for taking some time. Um, this podcast is entitled Whispers to Roaring, to Roar. Does this mean that you used to whisper? <laughs> I never whispered. I was going to say, you're not No. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking to the community. You're saying, hey, listen, stop whispering. Um, well, that's actually an interesting way of putting it. We could use it in two contexts. Um, and I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, it's about women speaking up, not being afraid to use our voice. So in a sense, yeah, literally, we need to stop whispering and be willing to speak boldly, speak our truth, get out of hiding. Yeah. So that's one context of whispering. I love that. Um, another context of whispering is in the, um, in the sense of Women, we have grown up in a culture and a paradigm where we have been told to really make, make decisions and everything from the shoulders up, from our head up. And the context, the second context of whispering is really it's learning to live from the shoulders down in our bodies, listening for the whispers of our intuitive self. Oh, how does somebody go about even starting to do that? Well, the first thing you have to do is shut everything off from here up. Because the mind, I mean, millions of messages, right? Thoughts are coming through our head every day. So we have to learn to calm down, to quiet ourselves down. Because those whispers can only come through in the silence, in the quiet, 
So one of the first things I do for myself personally, and one of the things I, I coach women on is uh, in the morning, you know, get up before you hop on social, before you open up that laptop, before you really do anything other than go to the bathroom or something, uh, is take just a few minutes to close your eyes and breathe. Mm. Close your eyes and just breathe. Uh, you don't have to have a big, long meditative process here. You can just shut your eyes for a few minutes, get grounded, get centered, block out all the noise, literally and figuratively around us. And uh, another thing is throughout the day, you can set alarms on your phone that are reminders to stop, slow down, take a few breaths, and recenter yourself. And when you're in that place of quiet and calm is when you can get into your feelings in the body and ask yourself, what feels good to me? Am I doing something or being a certain way that is feeling right and aligned and good to me or not? Mm. And then we have to start making some changes if we're not feeling good about where we are, what we're doing. Mm. I love this idea of setting reminders. Mm -hmm. What should the reminder stay? Just stop and breathe. It's beautiful, actually, because, uh, well, I have an iPhone, I'm sure on most phones, you can set alarms every, say, I don't know, two and a half, three hours throughout the day, and you can actually type something in there. So you could say, um, stop, breathe, be calm. You can even put in, uh, you could even put in some um, sayings. You can even say, uh, I I'm safe where I am. Uh, I am abundant. I'm just afraid that when that alarm goes off, you look at it and you go, oh, Absolutely. you know, shut the alarm or take a few deep breaths, even if it's 30 seconds of closing your eyes, if you can, or even if you're driving, mm -hmm. you can, you can just breathe deeply and intentionally. And, yeah. and if you're agitated, if you're, um, being impatient, if you're rushing around, if you're in chaos, these kind of alarms will like pull you right back around and go, whoa, well, I don't like this. I'm going to just pull myself in here and calm the heck down. Absolutely. That's a great idea because that'll hit you all day, every day, no matter what you could be driving you could be in line at the grocery store getting annoyed at the cashier. So that's great. Yeah. Versus like, like, you know, yeah. I've been working on myself. So like I'm sitting here and I'm like, girl, I can call myself. But like I call myself when it's like appropriate for me, right? When I feel like I need. So what you're saying is just throughout the day, even in times when I maybe am not so good at calming myself then I can get a reminder, right? That's a this, great this, idea. This, this, this jolts you a little bit. So the thing is, right, is we're often on autopilot. Yeah. We're often operating unconsciously. So we get up, we do the same thing every day. We, you know, you're following a routine, you're following a routine. And then before you know it, you may get caught up, especially this time of the year. This is a great conversation to have around the holidays, right? Because, you know, just, just go out 
and you, you know, just start driving around. And where we live, we both live in South Florida. We know there's traffic and, and the stores are crowded and the restaurants are crowded. And like you said, the checkout lines are long. And so you could start without even really realizing it spiral into um, anxiety, impatience, um, overwhelm, stress. So when those alarms go off, it's like a, it's a wake up call. It's like, oh my God, like I need to just calm the heck down here and mm -hmm. remember, and, you know, even shift into gratitude and go, whoa, okay, I'm on this long checkout line, but hey. I get to be making a purchase. I get to be standing here in good health. So it, it's, a, it's a reminder, like you said, it's easy when we are in a place of yeah. alignment. Yeah. It's when we're not that when that alarm goes off, it's a reminder that we are not being the woman we want to be and yeah. feeling the way we want to feel. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I really appreciate this. I love um, conversations around intuitiveness. And I think the reason why is because I didn't realize that I acted on it like my whole life until these podcasts. <laughs> and I'm like, every time I would think of that word, I'd be like, that's not me. Like, I'm more like realistic. I'm very like matter of fact, one, two, three steps goals. You know, that's my, mm -hmm. and then the more that I'm listening, I'm like, I freaking do that. I do that. What I would really, what I really want to hone in though on Joanne is you talked a little bit about, you know, what it is, what it looks like or what have you, but how does somebody begin to act on it? Oh, that's the $64 million question. Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like how do we know it's not nerves or it's not like, you know, worry or how do we like how do we actually interpret and act on intuitiveness? Beautiful, beautiful, big question. Okay, so the first thing, number one, is awareness. Mm -hmm. So as I said earlier, we have to have the awareness which comes through the quiet. It's cutting through the mind chatter um, and getting into the body. Now, one exercise that I give my clients and that I do is let's say you're faced with a choice or a decision. Okay. And you're not sure which way to go because you might be thinking a certain way, but feeling differently. So one thing I recommend is to close your eyes and envision yourself taking path a, whatever that is. Okay. okay? Close your eyes and envision yourself, um, it, even let's say it's deciding where to go to dinner, you know, and part of you wants Italian and another part of you wants Japanese, right? And it's like, I don't know, I don't know. Close your eyes and envision yourself going to the Italian restaurant, ordering off the menu and having this plate of Italian food come out. And do you feel, um, does it excite you? Do you feel good inside? Um, do you feel expansive? Uh, and then switch gears and envision going for the Japanese food, right? And how does that feel in the body? Uh, that's a simple example. But the thing is this, is one way to tell intuition from the rational, logical is yeah. where do you feel good? Where do you feel expansive? Mm. Because it's very easy 
when you get into that place, certain decisions will, will feel constrictive to you. Certain decisions will feel, you'll, you'll feel a tightness in the body. Mm-hmm. So the mind could be saying to you, oh, yeah, that, yeah. In dating, let's say, you, you meet somebody and your mind might be going, checking off the list. Oh, he or she is this and that and this and that. I should like this person. But yeah. internally, your body may be giving you signals like there's something off. I'm not sure what it is, but I don't feel it. I may think it, but I don't feel it. Wow. So you want to go with the good feeling, the light feeling. That That's, that's a great exercise. Speaking to what you're also saying, here's the thing, Sabrina, and, and for anybody listening, is, okay, let's say you 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 trust that, like, here comes that feeling, like, um, you know, something's off in seeing this person. I'm not sure I want to see them again. Or let's say you're in a relationship and you start feeling like, I don't think this is working. I, I, I don't know if I want to stay in the relationship. So what's going to happen is if you even think of leaving, let's say, a relationship you've been in and you're entangled and entwined, blah, 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 fear. Mm. The number one reason we don't act on our intuition is fear. Yes. Fear of the unknown. I felt that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. And I bet a lot of people felt that, um, by the way, we have a ton of people watching live. Thank you so much for being here and hanging out. If you are watching us on the replay, make sure you hashtag replay so we can send you some love. I know I'm not the only one that felt that because that is truth. So then what? Well, (laughs) make a plan. Just fly. We're like, it's intuitiveness. Joanne said so. And then like no plan. What do we do? Okay, honey. It, it's interesting because it's, <clears throat> I wish it were that easy. And it, it and it can be that easy. But here's okay. the thing. Okay. Um, I'm an expert on fear. Something that changed my life was coming to really understand why we have fear. Fear never goes away. So many of us don't do something or we don't change because we think we're going to get to a point where there's not going to be fear. It's like, oh, I'll do this when I feel better about it. But the thing is, is we're biologically wired for fear. So the, so it's so critical to understand fear never disappears. So then it becomes, how do I work with my fear? You have to learn how to embrace your fear. And use fear to motivate you to change as opposed to it being like this stopping point. Uh, because listening and hearing your intuition is, is the first beautiful step on the process of, of change, let's say, moving forward. Um, the second critical step, though, like you say, is, yeah, you could have a plan. So you could write all these tactics, strategies, steps. However, your body is going to have resistance. Mm-hmm to the changes yeah, because it's not going to feel safe to us. Yes. Not because there's anything wrong with us. This is a human condition with going back to our ancestors. So we have to learn how to work with fear and kind of carry it with us down the path of change, Mm. making small incremental steps. And then with each step we make with a change, 
it's creating safety. So you take one step and you look around and you go, oh, I didn't die from doing that. Yeah. You know, I didn't die from doing that. Then you can take the next step. Then the next. And then eventually you have made that change that you wanted to make. Yes. This is, this rings so, I'm not the only one, but a story that's coming to me is when I left my ex, an abusive partner, um, it was this whole roller coaster of like back and forth, up and down, break up, get back together, break up, get back together. And I realized that I'm like, the way that I was putting it was I was just low key, not smart. Like I just kept going back with them. Like I'm just like dumb, but it was fear. So what I wound up doing is I opened up a secret bank account and I started saving money. And this is how strong, Joanne, what you're saying is true, okay? This took me pretty much four years. I opened up a secret bank, I started collecting money. I opened up some side business online. A few years go by, or a couple years, and I wind up opening up a storage unit and I start moving my stuff out of the house slowly. He has no idea. Then six months before I leave, I get an apartment or I get a place. It was actually a little house. I got a little house, a little four bedroom house. I move all my stuff out of my storage unit into my new house. I'm staying at my, I'm like um, showering at my new house. I'm still sleeping where he is, but I had this whole other life going on. I didn't leave. I didn't leave. You know what had me leave? We had, I had purposely a year before I left, I had found an excuse to live inside the, uh, the spare bedroom. I've got to do a huge fight. We're getting into huge fights all the time. So I just picked one and I'm like, I'm going into the guest room. And that's how I was able to like start moving my stuff out without him noticing. Well, one day he's running the robo, the, the robo back and he opened up all the doors and all the closets. He opens up my closet. I'm not home. He opens up the closet. I have no clothes in my closet, Joanne, nothing. I had one dress, one pair of shoes. He opens up all, he's like, what the hell? He opens up all of my dresser drawers empty, except for one pair of pajamas. He calls me up. That was what kicked me. Cause he called me. He's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? What's going on? I had been doing this for months going back and forth with just one dress. And he was actually the one that like finally got me to say, I want to leave and break up. And that is actually, but that's what, what you're talking about. That is how strong the fear was for me. I had to like be smarter than myself almost set myself up. You know, it, that's a, it's a, it's a beautiful story though, Sabrina, because what you, you did exactly what I'm suggesting, which is you took incremental steps and, and then you realized, um, I'm okay. Like I'm okay taking this step. Then when you were ready, you took another step. Yeah. I did the same thing, honey. I did the same thing. I was in a 24 year marriage mm. and I was unhappy, um, the last few years as you were. And I did the same thing. I knew like I knew I wanted out of the marriage and I wasn't able or ready to just make a clean cut. So like you, it took a few years of the mental and emotional preparation to leave. Yeah. And I did the same thing as you. When I finally 
made the decision because it also starts with that decision, that choice to make the change. Um, I did the same thing. I had a now, I, once I made the commitment to leave, my mind was in planning mode, just like you. Mm. But it was also those small incremental steps of um, figuring out the financial side of it. Um, finding a furnished rental to move into before telling him I was leaving, yeah. moving some things into that rental, mm. just enough stuff I knew could get me started, but he wasn't going to notice. Yeah. Um, because I was just like you, we were protecting ourselves emotionally. You know, yeah. we weren't, we see, here's the thing as women too, is, is we have to, let go of judgment and guilt and shame for what we do and how we do it. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is that we trust ourselves. We know the situation we're in now isn't aligned with who we are and the life we want to have. And we can have this vision of how we do want it to be and how we want to feel. But we also have to have so much grace and self-love and self-compassion because you and I had to both walk through that fire of fear mm. and we had to do it the way we did it. We can look back now maybe and say, Oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Oh, it took me so long. It doesn't matter. Cause it's like you, you have to be, it's like you have to honor where we were at the time and yeah. women listening to this, it's like honor where you are at the time. And it's okay to take small incremental steps and create that safety. And then another step and another step, because I think also what we're speaking to is sometimes we don't make big changes because it's too monumental. Mm. You know, mm. Mount Everest is not climbed in a day or a week. Okay. Right. People establish base camps at higher altitudes, and then it takes a week or two to acclimate to this new altitude before they move higher on the mountain. We have to do the same thing because fear wants to keep us the same. Okay. So. Yeah, so instead of taking it on full, you have to stop at a base camp. You have to stop it. Now, look, it, it depends on the scope and magnitude of the change. Yeah. And it depends on um, your ability to handle change. Okay. But here's what I say to my clients. It, when you want to make a change, it's not a question of if fear and resistance are going to come up. It, it will come up. The question is, is how do we work with fear and work through fear to help us get to the other side? But I, yes, it is absolutely setting up base camps along the way as we move through a transition. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally makes sense. And digestible. Mm -hmm. And digestible. Right. And it's almost like when you're doing stuff like that, that is you, which I know you talk about this, that is you saying yes to yourself. Yes. Well, this is, this gets back to what we're talking about, about intuition and the whisper to a roar, because the thing is, is, um, Let's say in our case, we were both in a relationship, long relationship, and and it's and and the unhappiness or the discontent or the feeling something is not right here or there's something else out there that's going to be more aligned with me. It starts as a small, very small whisper. It starts as a small intuitive feeling, and the more we ignore it, 
the bigger it gets, the bigger it gets, and the more painful it gets because we start recognizing we are so out of alignment with the who we want to be and the life we want to lead. So for many of us, that pain has to get so big, that's the roar, that you can't ignore it anymore. You know, you really you have to confront yourself and say, what am I willing to do to change this? Uh, yeah. So I am more aligned with the woman and the life I, I want to be and have. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. What are, well, I guess, what has been, you know, in your journey, ups and downs, challenges, looking back today, what would you say is the number one lesson that you've learned about life? Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> However, what I will say is this. Um, my mother passed away a few years ago, five years ago last week. And one of the last things she said to me is, Joanne, I want you to live your life with joy. I want you to do the things that make you happy. And that, land, that was the last good conversation I had with my mother before she passed. And you know what? I took that to heart. So um, for me, what I would say, the number one lesson I've learned about life, and I now live my life this way as much as I can, is life is meant to be enjoyed. Life is meant to be enjoyed. You know, there's a, a saying that pain is inevitable and suffering is optional. So of course, things are going to happen in life that are painful. We're not, we're not going to avoid pain and heartache and, you know, loss of people in our lives, things like that. The thing is that we don't have to suffer in pain um, and we can live intentionally every single day asking ourselves, am I or how can I make wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing more enjoyable? Mm. How can I enjoy my life more? Because here's the thing, the time's going to pass anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, time moves anyway. So yeah. it's like, do we want to be miserable? Do we want to be suffering? Do we want to be bitching and complaining and stressed and overwhelmed? Or can we flip this, you know, the switch and really choose how we want to feel and, and do the things in life that bring us joy? So the number one lesson for me and what I work with women on is how to bring more joy into life. Because if what you're doing, whether it's your work, it's your relationships, it's how you take care of yourself, if you're just not enjoying life, um, then what needs to change? Because we deserve it. That's the other thing. Deserve and see to, to live life in full enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. How do people get over like regrets of feeling they wasted time. You know, like sometimes I think about that, like with my ex and, you know, obviously I'm on my own healing journey, but sometimes I'm like, man, if I just would have left like five years earlier, I'd be so much further along. How do we deal with that? How do we deal with that little like, hmm, of things we think we should have done a little bit differently? Here's, here's my take on that. Nothing is a mistake. Mm. nothing's a mistake. Everything's a learning opportunity. Absolutely. We can all look back with regret. Here's the thing though. What we have to trust is we wouldn't be the women we are today, living the lives we are today, 
without every single choice and decision we made prior to this. And it's like I said earlier, we couldn't have done what we did before. All right, let me, let me rephrase that. We, we did the things we did and made the choices we did based on who we were back then. Absolutely. If yeah. you're on a personal growth journey, then um, what the way we approach life is that everything is a lesson. Everything happens in the right time. Uh, we're always where we're supposed to be. So I do my best not to look back with regret to look back and say it all happened exactly the way it was supposed to. And nothing was a mistake as long as I really learned from it and yeah. use that for my growth moving forward. Yeah. And this is why I don't want us to live with regret. That's why living this authentic aligned life with intention and working with fear so it doesn't stop us is so critical because at the end of our days, right, we don't want to look back from this point forward with regret. So, yeah. do the, you know, do the things. I mean, my friends laugh at me because I tend to go <laughs> and run around and see a lot of different um, rock concerts and musical concerts and stuff. And it's like, that brings me joy. I'm not going to get in my head about money. I'm not going to get in my head about oh, what will people think of me because I'm running to see Taylor Swift. Um, but it's, 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 you know, it's like, I don't give a, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you get to a certain age, my friends. And it's like, stop caring what others think of you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's great. That's how you don't get regrets. You don't live with regret. You don't create regret if you are, following what your heart is calling to you and honoring it and doing it, even when the mind is like, you shouldn't, what about this? What do people think? If you buy into that crap, you're not living authentically. And that will re that will create the regret. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to speak for the handful of people in the audience, which there's always a few who are hearing everything you're saying. They're like, okay, all right, Joanne, I hear you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. However, but, right, there's always a but, but um, I can't find the learning in my challenge. And it sits with me. And I am where I am now because of that thing and I, you know, don't have a job. I don't have a college education. I'll never get anywhere. I'm a single, whatever it is, right? All the things, you know, married two times, can never find love. Um, and I'm destined to be this person for the rest of my life because of this situation or this journey or this challenge. There are people that believe there is no learning. What is a step? What is a different mindset that we could talk about um, to kind of make people maybe see it just a little bit differently, right? We're not trying to like do full pivots today, but just think of it a little bit differently as far as, hey, maybe there's a learning, even if it doesn't seem like it. 
Well, um, <laughs> that's a great question. Listen, we can either fight for our limitations mm. or we could fight for possibilities. Ooh, I got the chills. That was good. Um, if you, you know, I remember years ago, somebody said to me, I forget how it was, but something to the effect of you can either be right or be happy. Mm. So if, if you're out there and you're saying, oh, well, I'm just the way I am. Life's just the way it is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. If that's the choice you want to make, because every, every thought, every belief ultimately can be changed. It's just a thought. It's just a belief. It's not, it may, ha, it may come to pass that it's your truth, but that doesn't mean it is true. Yeah. So one of the great things I've learned as a student of personal growth and I teach in my coaching work is to question with curiosity. You know, question with curiosity. If you've, if you've held on to this belief that it is just the way it is, I am just the way it am, there's no lessons to be learned, it just happens to me. Well, guess what? You're, you're kind of positioning yourself as a victim. It's like you're giving away your power and there's no space for possibility of, of life being different or you being different. Yeah. So I would, to, I would say to those people listening or watching, be willing to at least start questioning. Yeah. What if there's a different way? Mm. What if I could be different? What if I don't have to follow the path that I used to be on or my mother was on or my, you know, my family, my society, my culture, my religion says I have to be on. Yeah. Question. Yeah. That's what I would say. Great, great insight. And I, and so, so true. Cause when I think about when I first started my journey, cause I was definitely a victim, right? I was definitely like, my ex, you know, mentally and emotionally abused the shit out of me and I am a worthless, you know, human being and will never amount to anything because of that. Very much so was my identity. And when I first got into personal development, that was kind of my thinking, but I kind of visualized it as like an experiment. I was like, which is what you're saying. Like, just be curious, just question it. I was like, let's do an experiment. Like if I do this thing that this book is telling me to do for 30 days, it can't be any worse. <laughs> it's like what you said, the time goes by anyways. So it's like, it can't be any worse mm -hmm. if I say positive stuff to myself instead of negative stuff. So like, let me just try it for 30 days and just say out loud, hey, I'm awesome every day. Well, that's and it. Yeah. That, that, that was like the little tiny itty bitty says that I just allowed myself just to curiously take what you, like exactly what you said. And the pivot was small, but like noticeable. And then I just kept adding to it. And then here I am like a completely different person. It's crazy. I love that. And I, I think that's powerful. I, you know, look, um, sometimes we want transformation to happen very quickly and it can happen. It can happen somewhat 
you know, I, I don't want people to think it's, it's, it's this, it can be a simple process, not always an easy process, right? Transformation. Um, on the other hand, I love that because you're absolutely right. You know, all it takes is saying, I'm just going to take one belief and shift it and say it over and over and practice it. You know, um, I know a lot of people who are out there dating or wanting to date, but of course they have these limiting beliefs. There's not enough good men, good women, blah, blah, they're all taken. If that's where you're at, for instance, what if you just, like you said, twist it and just say, um, there's plenty of wonderful men out there or women out there. And the perfect one is waiting for me. Mm. And you just walk around, you write it on a, on a post-it, you put it on your phone, post it on your mirror, post it in your car. And like you said, if you just are willing to shift one thought or one belief for a few weeks, you will start noticing a change in yourself. So it doesn't have to be this whole big to-do. It can be starting with one place with one more positive, empowered thought. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. This has been phenomenal. I could just keep chatting with you for another <laughs> hour. Um, I so appreciate you being here and giving some of your insights. We have a ton of people that are hanging out. They're eating all of this up. We obviously have a pretty good idea of what you do, but if you could do me a huge favor and let everyone know exactly what you do, who you help, and who should be reaching out to you. Okay, beautiful. So um, as you mentioned, I'm a certified life coach. I do private one-on-one programs tailored to what the client needs. Uh, so we work that out. And I also offer group programs. I'm going to be offering a group program in January. It's going to be how to get aligned and create an action plan for 2024. Uh the website that's featured, um, I'm, I'm just tweaking a bit so people can either contact me there or my email, very easy, is Joanne, spelled that way, Joanne G, coach at Gmail. So mm -hmm. Joanne, you know, letter G is in George, coach at Gmail. And happy to send a calendar link, set up a complimentary call. Really what I what I do is I work with mostly entrepreneurial women or business women, women in midlife who are contemplating some of these changes you and I have talked about, whether it's it's um, improving relationships, it's leaving relationships, it's wanting a relationship, but it being afraid. It could be um, in business, knowing there's things you want to be doing, like showing up to a podcast like this, being more visible, but you're hesitating. It's yeah. really helping women um, identify what they want through the intuition and working through fear because fear is going to show up, never going to avoid it, and, um, and creating a plan to make a transition as easy as possible. Because like you, I've walked the walk. I know exactly what it feels like. I know what I went through. I take women through a process that helped me to get to the other side and, and live, you know, live an aligned life. You know, these words are bantered about authenticity and all this. But the thing is, is, you know, you know, like, you know, 
if you're doing the things and being the woman you really want to be. Absolutely. You either know it, you know it. You either are or you're not. And if you're not, let's work together and get you to where you want to be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Where do you hang out on social media? Where can people follow you if they want to? I'm on LinkedIn. So if you search for Joanne Garraway on LinkedIn, I'm there. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, I have a personal um, account on Facebook. And I also run um, a, a virtual women's networking group also on on Facebook for conscious women in business. So that's actually called the Conscious Female Entrepreneur Network. And you could search for that on Facebook or look for me on Facebook and private message me and I'll, I'll set you up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, this has been absolutely phenomenal, Joanne. I so appreciate you being here, hanging out with us. To those of you that resonated with Joanne and all the goodness that she shared, make sure you check out her website, her social media, follow. This is how we all continue to rise. Any closing thoughts, Joanne, as we wrap up? I want to thank you, Sabrina. Thank you for what you're doing to uplift women and create community. Um, It's totally aligned with what I do out there in the world. Uh, Thank you, everybody who's watching live or watches the replay. And look, it's something you said at the beginning is like, I have a daughter. Mm -hmm. And the thing that put me over the edge of leaving my marriage was setting the example also for her, that as women, we do not have to settle. So my closing remark is we do not have to settle. We deserve the life we want. It's possible. Um, And women like Sabrina and I are here to support you to get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been great. I so appreciate you. Uh, This brings us to an end of yet another awesome episode of Her Talk Show. Uh, Thank you, Joanne. To our dedicated listeners, be sure to follow, like, and share. I am your host, Sabrina Victoria. I invite you to join our community, Her Nation, where we continue to have uplifting, amazing conversations just like this to help you life, to help you human better. Um, Thank you for being here. Until next time, do 